Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is Christmas week. It is. Oh my gosh, what a weird time. <sighs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I was gonna I was trying to think of a song to sing, but I can't. <laughs> oh please though. Let me give you just three seconds. Think of a song. Come on. Christmas time is here. That's oh. the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Yay, Debbie. <laughs> hey, y'all need to buy her CD. I'll put a link up on the um, on the notes for your CD. We have a Christmas CD right here. You actually have a couple. Yeah, there it is. Can you, can, hear it? you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the actual CD in a shank wrap. Yes, yes. Um, you have two CD, um, two I have, Christmas albums, right? I have two Christmas albums, right. and then I have another little CD that I did a couple years ago. Right. So. I'm going to put those links up on our notes so that okay. people can... Uh, can buy those. That'd be awesome. It would be. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. It'd be a nice Christmas present for you and John. Actually, people would buy your. Somebody called me this morning and wanted three of these. Oh, I love it. I know. So. Uh, three of one. Three of the CD of this Christmas. Of this Christmas. Nice party. to give away. That's awesome. I know. That's great. Right. Anyway, it's Christmas. I'm trying to. I actually. I do feel like it's Christmas. As as unusual of, of a time we're in and how strange it feels, it does feel like Christmas to me. You know what? It only started feeling like Christmas for me in the past week or so, and it's truly because of the weather change. Yeah, yeah. There is you something know? about that. Yeah. I'm sure it's and freezing. It's freezing, and we have more fog mm -hmm. than we have had for a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of is comforting. It reminds me of our childhood when we used to have a lot of... Mm -hmm. a lot of fog here in the valley. Yeah, it, it has gotten less and less. I, it's it snowed a few times here, like maybe twice in twenty years or something yeah, like right. that. But those are always very very fun times when it gets so cold that it'll snow. It feels like it's cold enough that it would snow. It does. You know, it feels so. nice. Those of you in the southern hemisphere, you're thinking, oh no, we're in the middle of summertime. I know. I know. <laughs> It's warm here. Well, uh, when my daughter lived in Africa for a Christmas, she she was actually in Africa for a couple of years, but one Christmas she came home and she had the most incredible tan. Oh my and God. she said, uh, <laughs> you know, she just looked like she had been, of course, she'd been in Africa in the middle of summer. Yeah. And she came home and she said, oh, I've never been so tan at Christmas time. This is lovely. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I actually prefer the warm weather. I've probably said that on this podcast before so well just take your vitamin d and stay healthy <sighs> exactly yeah you and, sit under my happy light yeah you and john are healthy you've had a covid test recently because you were mm -hmm. close to somebody yes, that got we were, sick we were and we actually we've, there's been a lot of people in our immediate circle who have been affected one yeah. person has passed mm -hmm. um I, another young man that i knew from a church um i guess may, maybe a little younger than me yeah. passed away just so yeah, it, this has been a tricky time, but yeah, uh, an employee here was got got it, and um, anyway, just right. this is a scary time. This this thing is is not over, 
And we all need to really take it seriously. I wish, I wish people would, I wish everybody would take it seriously. I do too. So. I do too. I have a couple of uh, family members who in the past three weeks have, have been diagnosed and, and one has done very well. Um, one is still hospitalized and one is an older uh, relative who, who will pass away in the next probably 48 hours. Wow. Um, and you know, he's got some underlying conditions as well, so, but he's not going to survive this. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's hard, especially around Christmas time. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, on to a happier topic. <laughs> I know. We thought that we would talk today about gossip, which some people just get excited and giddy I about. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I just love to talk about everybody. <laughs> We were talking earlier, I think it's The View, when a family guy mocks the ladies of The View, they just have a bunch of cartoon chickens (laughs) sitting in a circle. (laughs) And uh, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the perfect picture of gossip? Yeah. Well, what's the scene from Music Man where they sing, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, chip, 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 and I love the scene in Music Man, whether it's the movie or the stage version. I love the way it's all blocked oh, and I put know. together. So and those women just lean over and they hold their books and they're, you know, chicken chicken talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's classic. The, it's so much fun. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly, truly classic. Yep. It's awesome. It is. Um, and so has, has gossip affected... <clears throat> you or your life you know, or have you found joy in <laughs> gossiping i found lots of joy in gossiping no i actually you know i think i think every person it i think at one point or another has been guilty of gossiping and i think that probably for me in the last you know as i've been a, an adult yeah. um you know i you kind of begin you recognize that 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 a conversation is going in that direction. And so I've learned to kind of steer it from not, Yeah. you know, as I've gotten older and more in tune to what people are saying and, oh, you know, that's not, that conversation is going to go south. And so I try to stay out of that, but yeah, I've been guilty of it and I've also been the recipient of it. And it's, it's really, really not, not fun. it's not fun. And I, I felt terrible, you know, the times where I thought, oh my gosh, I, sh- I should not have said that. I should not have participated in that. That was just bad form, Deb. Right. You know, so right. I just, I don't want to be a part of that. I think I've gotten to the point where I've stopped asking questions. You know, if somebody says, oh, so-and-so is, you know, in the hospital or whatever, I, I sometimes I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Because I I might be coming across as not really caring, but I find myself not asking questions, and because I I don't want to know. It's just like I this this feels like something I shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I get around it and get out of it. But I I thought I'd look up the definition of okay. gossip. So here's the definition. Um, it's a noun, so it describes a person. You know, a person. A person. You know, a person. Yeah. yeah. A casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed mm. as being true. Mm. A person who <laughs> likes talking about other people's private lives. 
Oh, there's so many people who like to do that. <laughs> now, why do you think we like talking about other people's private lives? Well, you, I've heard it said many times that, you know, if you're talking about somebody else, you know, somebody else's downfalls or somebody else's problems or whatever, then it makes you feel better about your own life. So right. I think that that's probably one of the main underlying reasons why people do that. I think insecurity would be a reason why people want to talk about other people because, you know, we're, we're, we all have insecurities, but, you know, if I'm talking about your insecurities, then I'm not having to think about my own or, or think about my own self or work on my own life. Right. I can just point my finger at you and she said this and she did that and, oh, my God, did you hear what? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then and somehow psychologically it makes you feel better about your life and well I don't do that <laughs> absolutely I was thinking about some of the some of the times in my life when gossip has uh, completely sort of um, you know sucked the air out of our life mm-hmm. and and there's one particular woman you know I think about I think about times when the trajectory of our life has has kind of changed mm-hmm. and shifted and uh, uh, something happened and bam, our family was sent off in this direction. And then something else happened and we were sent off in this direction. And it's been, it's very rare that we have been in situations where we could um, direct our own lives Mm -hmm. in these kinds of situations. Um, Obviously, we've made our own choices about jobs and about where to live and about, you know, of course, this is America. We have the freedom to, you know, make all kinds of choices. But there's been a number of things that have been, that have happened to our family that have changed the trajectory of our life. Mm -hmm. And one woman in particular um, has, and, and I'm not the only person she's done this to, she is somebody that... Uh, has uh, had a great time talking about other people. And I, I might have, I, I'm trying to remember if I even talked about her uh, um, on the podcast before, but you may you know, have, she you may have briefly. Yeah, but she made a number of false accusations at, against me over the course of a, a couple of years. And I did not know that these accusations were being made against me until the trajectory of our life was changed. And so I was working for a church and I was the director of drama ministries and this woman was behind the scenes kind of talking me down and pointing out that maybe I was weak in this area and maybe I wasn't good enough in this area. And um, I didn't know that until all of a sudden I'm being told, so this woman told me that you blah, blah, blah. And... At that point, there was nothing I could do to defend myself because the story, when, when someone else takes control of your story, mm-hmm. you then don't have control over your own story. Right, right. Well, and then if you become defensive, then it makes you even look almost more guilty of something. Right. You know, and, and I, don't, I don't quite understand that because I think it's a, a natural response to go, wait a minute. I didn't do that. Correct. You, you know, I mean, it's our yeah. natural defense to want to defend ourselves. Yeah. And I asked, that we I know asked the pastor true. at that point, I said, why do you believe her? And he said, because she's a woman of integrity. 
And I think that... What does that mean? Right? I think that people who are... (laughs) who have established themselves as gossips, they can establish themselves in such a way that other people look to them as as people full of wisdom Mm -hmm. and full of knowledge. And they're not considered a gossip. Right. They're considered an intuitive. Right. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And so they have managed to control the story and control the narrative. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately, this woman's gossip, because it was based on complete, you know, fallacies, um, well, that's not true. I think that that's the danger of gossip. Yeah, because there there might be a smidgen of truth in there that somebody then blows out of proportion or twists. Correct. Correct. And I think, in fact, I might have told this story. I was walking down the hallway at church one time, and she says that I was walking towards her, and when I saw her, I turned and went the other way. And she said to me, I have no choice but to assume that you're jealous of me. That might be a story I've told before. I think so. And so <clears throat> and so that's the thing about gossip is yes, I was walking towards you in the hallway at church, and when I saw you, I turned and went the other way. But is it because I'm jealous or is it because I suddenly remembered I had to be someplace else? And so those are the kinds of little bits of information that end up getting turned into a bit of gossip or a bit of untruth. And um, so the final thing that she accused me of is actually putting a hit out on her. And so that bit of gossip. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And so it completely changed the trajectory of our lives because we were forced to leave the church we went to. Um, We were forced to break relationships with people that we had had. You know, like we talked about in the loneliness episode, we talked about losing community. Mm -hmm. And just like that, we lost our community because of gossip. So in in that particular story, did did somebody go to her and say and you know so and so, I mean how how did she she just made that up and just told people? I mean was there some sort of So I have no idea about her about wow. what was going on behind the scenes. What I do know is that this is how it came to me. Um, I have another friend who's no longer a friend, but because of her allegiance to mm-hmm. the gossip woman, <laughs> but, the gossip um, woman. <laughs> but she would tell me on occasion, um, we'll call her, we'll call her Sophia. I, that's not her real name, but she would say, Sophia is crazy. And I'll, and I, like I said earlier, I, I wouldn't ask questions because I don't want to know what, why you think Sophia's crazy, you right, know? Right. So I wouldn't ask questions. And I would just go, oh, that's interesting. And I would just kind of ignore it. And then, you know, a few months would go by and she'd say, so Sophia and her husband came over and Sophia told me the craziest thing. She is crazy. And I, again, wouldn't You engage. don't want to engage. I, I didn't right. engage yeah, in that. You're not wanting to... So over a quarter, over a period of time, you know, and she would tell me a couple of times that she was crazy, and I put that in quotes because that's, and and 
her criteria for assuming this woman was crazy was based on the things that she was telling her about other people Mm -hmm. that she was pretty sure couldn't be true. Right. Right? And so at one point, I went to a hairdresser that I loved and hadn't been to in a while. And I called her on the phone. I said, hey, I'd like to come see you. And so she said, oh, great. And she said, in fact, I have something I've been wanting to tell you. And the fact that you're going to come see me gives me the perfect opportunity. And I said, okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. So she said, Sophia used to be her client, but quit coming to her because she heard from a reliable source that I had put a hit out on her and was going to carry it out at the hairdressers. (laughs) Sounds like a movie. Right? Oh my gosh. And so immediately I started crying, not because of this false allegation, but because I realized that my just being alive and being this woman's enemy for whatever reason meant that my friend, the hairdresser, hairdresser, had lost a client. And that Mm -hmm. devastated me. Right. You know, that devastated me. Sure. Because I I don't want her to lose a client because so-and-so knows me. Right. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And so it crushed me. It crushed me to think that my just being on this planet was causing somebody to lose some income. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I, and she said, um, this other friend of mine, the one that kept telling me how crazy Sophia was, um, knew about it and knew that this accusation had been floating around. And so I called that friend of mine who I thought was a friend, and I said, what's the deal? Why Mm -hmm. didn't you tell me that this accusation was being made about me? And she said, I just didn't feel like it was my place. And she said, you're not my friend. A a friend tells you when something like this has happened. And um, so I actually, I drew a line in the sand and ended my friendship with that woman because I need honesty. I need to trust my friends. I need to, and I need to trust that I'm going to be defended, not laughed at. Sophia didn't need to be laughed at. Right. Sophia needed to be challenged. I I just, I still, I, you know, you've told me this story in private Private. and, Uh and, you know, now here in this Uh more public setting. And every time I hear it, it's just, I, I am just blown away by what a, a ridiculous kind of of accusation that is. Right. I just don't even understand how. I mean, what was she doing? Sitting around going, yeah, I'm going to. I mean, how did she dream that up? Well, I don't and know. She, she says she wow. got it from a, quote, reliable right, source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's the other thing that completely just broke my spirit because I thought, is there somebody else who actually believes this about me mm, and right. gave her that information? Or is she just making it or up? Or is she just making it up? It's something I will never know right. because I've had conversations with this woman over the years about other conflicts, but at no point did she ever make this accusation to my face. Right. And so I have no idea where it came from or how widespread it is or anything like that. What I do know is that she is in leadership at a local church. And I 
can't even, and not even allowed to go there. And this is, first of all, this is America. Right. You have the freedom to, like, you know, worship freely and kind of go where you want to go. And the fact that I am not welcome mm-hmm. at a church yeah, it is, it is. where my children were born and dedicated, you know, is just, it's, it's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, just leaving that church, because that was our community, right? In, in every way imaginable, changed the trajectory of our lives. Yeah. Because we lost overnight all of our community. Just boom. I, I mean, I can see why it would have put you into depression. And, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So gossip is something that has... That has it's ugly. It's ugly. And it, it is something that if I could wipe one thing off the face of the earth... It would be gossip. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be it, gossip. I mean, I can I can think of of time. I can't think of a specific time where I could tell you a specific story with with the exception of somebody who I dated. But I'm not. I can't really call it gossip because it wasn't other people. But it was definitely a person who was making things up right. about me and my behavior right. and accusing me of doing things and probably telling. You know, others in the very close knit circle, but it wasn't anything on the scale of what you're talking about. But it's it's horrifying when you're being accused of something that you know you didn't do. Right. And you know that thing goes up inside of me of of just wanting to defend and and explain. You know, if, if I did or said something that was misinterpreted and. You know, I want to explain it and fix it, and right, you know, and right. and it's like, honestly, that almost sometimes makes makes it look worse, and I don't exactly know why that is, but, and um, I, yeah, you're right, and I don't, I so I don't know how to fix that you, cycle. You, it's like you can't, you you it's, you almost just have to go, okay, I'm I'm okay, I know the truth for my own soul, and I've got to walk away from this because. You can think that if you want, but, you know, give yeah. me a lie detector test. <laughs> Sit me in front of the polygraph. I'll, you know, it's, it's super so hard as a, as, a, as, a, as a performer in this town, as an actor in this town, I know that I have missed out on one or two job opportunities as an actor because this woman has... Inter, you know, has has mm-hmm. has interjected and has gotten in the way of that, and has said no, she can't come be a part of this because she is a bad person, and it's because of the world that that we live in and how our paths have crossed mm-hmm. and our our creative, you know, this this um, uh, this actor's world here in the San Joaquin Valley is very small. Yeah. Oh, and super small. Yeah. And there are certain people that can, you know, move your career forward. Mm -hmm. And if you cross them, you know, you may as well just give up on that particular path. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and she and her husband were somebody who I would have loved to have worked with mm-hmm. more and more intimately, mm-hmm. who who I think are incredibly gifted and talented. Right. And so what caused her to do that? Was she jealous of me? 
Maybe. Maybe. Was she um, intimidated by me? I'm six feet tall, and I'm very outgoing. Perhaps she was intimidated by, by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she would flip it around and project it onto you. Right. That, oh, you're jealous of her. Correct. When, when really, she's probably intimidated or jealous of you. Which is a very human behavior. It is. When we look at, so talk about gossip, when we have looked at um, some of the uh, ministers who have had very public failings, mm-hmm. Uh, we've looked at some politicians who've had very public failings. Mm-hmm. You will often see that the area of their failing is the area where they like to point fingers at other people. Mm-hmm. And so you will see a politician who wants to get rid of, poli- of um, prostitution in their town because only to discover <laughs> that they, <laughs> they're involved with prostitutes. Exactly. Or you see the pastor mm-hmm. who talks um, negatively about homosexuality and, yet, and wants it to be done, you know, homosexuality be, to be, you know, done away with. And yet has a gay lover over here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it's definitely a human trait mm-hmm. that when you notice a weakness in another person, mm-hmm. it's usually because you have that same weakness. Well, and, and, it, and that's why, you know, I think judgment and being judgmental comes into this conversation. You know, it's like what you had said earlier about, um, you know, walking down the hall and her seeing you and, you know, she perceived you to not acknowledge her or whatever. Right. And so she was just quick to make a judgment. We're all so quick to make judgments about people without even considering, you know, that something else could be going on with that person. You know, maybe you were in deep in thought. Maybe you just got a phone call from somebody and you were like completely preoccupied in a thought or something about one of your kids. And you just didn't even, you know, why is it always about us? I know. You know, I mean, it's like, wow. So we do. We make it a personal slight. And I think rather than rather than saying taking responsibility on ourselves, we we flip it on the other person. And so instead of making a quick judgment like that, maybe she could have called you. Hey, Liz, you know, this is Sophia. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, when I saw you today and, you know, we kind of made eye contact, but then you turned around. You're, you turned away. Is everything all right? Correct. What about doing that? Yeah. Instead of, you know, deciding some horrible thing. What about asking? What about communicating? If it's a person you know, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I, I really, really try to do this. When people are driving like idiots, <laughs> and I'm judging that, but, uh, <laughs> but instead of getting all mad myself, you know, maybe, maybe they're in a, maybe someone's dying right. and they're trying to get to the hospital. I don't know. I don't need to let it make me mad. Correct. I don't need to make a judgment. And oftentimes we make judgments and then we, which we have no idea about. And then we say that to somebody else. Right. Right. And, and so now when we're spreading, uh-huh. now we're spreading false information. And now what we've done is we've, we've, we've 
created an ally, Mm -hmm. somebody who's on our side, Mm -hmm. but somebody who's now unnecessarily angry at a person they need to not be unnecessarily angry at. And that's kind of how it how it starts. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear, oh, you know, so-and-so are getting into divorce. Well, you know, I saw him, you know, in the grocery store with another woman. Well, maybe he was talking, maybe he ran into somebody he knows. You don't know. You don't know. Correct. And so stop pretending like you do and just shut up. And just shut up. Uh, Tom and I were, we went to the theater one time several years ago, and and we were there as guests. And, you know, I've, I've worked for the theater for years and years and years, but it's always fun to go as a guest. Oh, yeah. Um, and go as a patron. And so there we were as a patron, and we saw somebody that uh, the two of us had had not only known, but had worked for many years ago. And um, when, in fact, we first started dating, we worked, she was our boss. And um, so we saw her and one of the first questions she said was, when did the two of you get back together? And I just looked at her and I said, I realized that the fact that we separated may be a bit of gossip that made its way around the town, Yeah. but we have always been together. And she just kind of looked off into the distance like she was hearing mm-hmm. something, you know, like yeah. I was speaking to her in a foreign <laughs> language. And I, because I know that there was gossip that we had separated. Right. And um, and we, we did actually separate for a period of time, but it was because of our own personal, you know, we didn't get divorced. We didn't even talk about our separation during, at the time. Yeah. So this was not something that, this was complete gossip. that she right. was, And she thought we were divorced. You know? Wow. She thought we were divorced. And so the fact that we were there together was... Yeah news to her. Yeah. And so the gossip, you know, I, I remember when we first left the church after this, you know, Sophia made sure that we could leave. Um, uh, <laughs> we ran into somebody at a grocery store and said, I heard that you guys moved out of town. You guys moved to the Bay Area for work. What are you, what are you doing here? Really? <laughs> Move to the Bay Area for work. I mean, uh, again, that was never yeah. that was never truth, you yeah. know, and so, so that wasn't a particularly bad piece of gossip. But that was just like we are being talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can I can only imagine what people said when me and Greg separated. <sighs> well, and here's the thing: is that Jesus called out the gossips, mm-hmm. and he made a point to say, you know, that he put gossips in the same category as hypocrites, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so in God's view, gossiping and hypocrisy is all bad. And judgment, it's all it, it's all bad. It's all in the same little box. Absolutely, <laughs> it's bad. Mm-hmm. So that's the other kind of aspect of gossip that I've run into in my Christian world mm-hmm. is people who believe that they have been given the gift of knowledge right. or prophecy, mm-hmm. and then they tell other people what God, quote unquote, has told them. I heard, I heard a horrible story um, of a young woman who lost her uh, either young son or young daughter. I don't Mm -hmm. know how old. Mm -hmm. And this was a young woman who was part of a church, and she went and met with her pastor to ask the pastor why, 
you know, God and, and the pastor told her it was because she was um, not coming to church and worshiping when there's been shelter-in-place orders. And so it was her fault because she didn't trust God and come to church and be part, part of the worship service. So she has lost her child uh, and at that, some and that, point and in this past year. In, in, in the, like the past month. And the pastor told her mm -hmm. she's defying God by not coming to church. To the worship service and being with people when we are in a pandemic. Now, I say that story. I believe I heard it from a, a reliable source. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know the person. Right. But the person who, who said it, I trust, and he didn't give any names. Right. So I have no right. idea what church, what person, how old, young, I, right. if it was a girl or a boy who died, I don't right. know. Right. But I say that because that's kind of an example of something you hear. I mean, and that's horrific, and I do believe that that's a true story, but I don't know the person. Right. And so I could be guilty of spreading a gossipy rumor of course, I'm not using any names, though. Right, right. You know, right. so so there's that. But you know, I mean that there that's horrible things on all all around. Right. You know, why would a pastor say that? Well, I do think that people. I have a family member who has written me letters, numerous letters, telling me that God has revealed something to her about me and um, she just wants me to know that she is praying for this because God has revealed this to her and God told her I was this and God told her I was that and God you know and my response to that is Jesus uh, said no gossiping right you know gossip is bad gossip is wrong um lumped the gossips in with the hypocrites and the pharisees mm -hmm. and so to tell me that god is gossiping to you about me right is antithetical yeah to the character of god exactly so no god didn't tell you that about me what did he say about you liz <laughs> He, one of the things that he told her was that I had specifically put myself in the desert and that the reason that my life was, I was going through so many hard times is because much like this mm -hmm. pastor that you're talking about, it was my fault because I was in the desert and I had, and I had put myself in the desert. And so that's why things were happening that were bad in our life. That's why my husband lost his job. That's why, yeah. you know, this happened and that happened is because I you have put myself you in the were, desert. You weren't behaving correctly. I wasn't behaving correctly. You were being a bad girl. That's right. That's yes, right. I, I, and so that's just one of the things that God told her about me, but there's yeah. been more. Well, and that's, and I mean, I mean, really that is, that's an example of God gossiping. God doesn't gossip. Right. Right. You know, I mean, now, there might be an example of, I mean, I've had dreams about people before and, you know, wondered, I mean, I've had specific dreams about like a specific thing happening to somebody, but I didn't call the person and say, you know, it would be more, hey, I had a dream about you last night. How are you? How are you doing? Right. You know, you're on my heart. You're on my mind. Not, 
I had a dream that you were falling from a tree and, <laughs> you know, did you, you, you know, God told me you're going to fall out of a tree. Right. I mean, right. you, <laughs> well, and I do, I, I do believe in that in intuitions I, and, I, I and being too. intuitive. I and I believe that you definitely have a, an intuitive heart and an intuitive spirit. Um, I have been an intuitive my whole life, mm-hmm. and there was a period of maybe 15 years where I did everything in my life to put it in the back burner because I was told that as a woman in the church, I was not given those gifts. Right. You know, the gift of prophecy or the gift of of knowledge or whatever, that those gifts were reserved for men. Right. And so, but if I wasn't involved in the church, if I wasn't a Christian, I probably would have considered my gifts as something more along the lines of, um, I don't know, a future, somebody who saw the future or something like that. Well, maybe even like a a therapist or a bartender. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's truly an intuitive. So I'll tell you a story and and then as to what I believe about being an intuitive. Just like you said, if you have a dream about somebody, it's because you have been given mm-hmm. um, an opportunity to maybe pray for them mm-hmm. or reach out to them or bring them a meal. Something. Yeah. yeah. So when I was about eight years old, I remember being, and this is the first time that I can look back and say, oh, I I kind of have a, a, a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I, when I was about eight, I was at a friend's house with, of course, it was my family, you know, my family was there for a party. There were lots of adults, lots of kids. And we were sitting out on this lawn and I was picking at the grass, just sitting there kind of picking. I was bored, I don't know, whatever. And the owner of the home came up to me and said, please don't pick at my grass. I love my lawn. And I just thought, The thought that came into my mind was, gosh, this is a person who loves her home. She would be devastated if anything ever happened to it. And here I am, eight years old. As she's walking back up to her house, I turned and watched her walk to her house, and I saw flames coming from (gasps) the roof. Now, her house was not on fire, but I saw flames. Oh. And uh, within a month, her home burned completely to the ground. Wow completely to the ground. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, I knew it. And um, now fast forward a little bit in my life. And a a friend of mine, um, a young friend of mine who had been involved in shows at the theater where I worked and I had known her as a teenager. I knew her mom. I knew this is a woman that I knew. I was driving down the street and her name came into my mind so strongly that I pulled over to the side of the road and wrote her name on a piece of paper. And then every time I got into my car for the next, I don't know, 10 days, I just said a prayer for her. I don't know what's happening or where she is, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just protect her. I didn't tell anybody about this. I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I just... And... One day I was uh, watching the news and her face pops up on the news and she has been arrested for home invasion robberies. And I knew that I she had been put on my heart, yeah. you know, for yeah. a reason. Yeah. And I called her mom 
And I said to her mom, I just want you to know that I have been praying for your daughter for the last 10 days, and she is not alone. She's sitting in jail, but I'm telling you she's not alone. And she goes, what do you mean she's in jail? What, what are you talking about? So she had been missing oh. for a period of weeks. Mom didn't know what Where was happening was. with her daughter. And she had not seen the news. And she had also not gotten a phone call from her daughter. But she told me that that morning she prayed for God to show her by the end of the day that her daughter was alive because she was desperate to know where she was. Wow. And so I said, you know what? She's alive and she's protected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's safe. And she just started crying. And she said, she's safe. She's safe. And she just started crying. And I'm like, I knew. So now, now, do I get on the phone and do I call you know, all my friends and say, guess who was just arrested? Guess who was just arrested? (laughs) (laughs) My children are so much better than hers. (laughs) Because this woman's daughter was arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course not. What it did for me, what that experience did for me, was it gave me um, hope. Mm -hmm. It gave me um, a, a, a kind of a... I don't know. I I don't know if it made me feel closer to God or if it made me feel closer to... Well, maybe it made you feel closer to your own self in that you trust. When you have those kinds of feelings and, and I'll say, leanings or, you know... To to follow them, you know? Correct. I, I do what you do. Like if, you know, random people will come into my mind... And, and I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about that person in a long time. And so I'll just say a prayer for them. And if it keeps happening, then it's like, okay, it, I probably need to call that person. You mm-hmm. know, there's one person in my, in my life, it's a man. And I don't know, I just, I'm unusually connected to this young gentleman. Right. Well, he's my age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very young. He's very young. <laughs> And he's just a really, really sweet guy. And, um, you know, I, we're, we're just only friends. Yes. Only friends. And yes. I, he'll come into my consciousness and I'll think, huh, I better give him a call. And I'm telling you, every time I've done that, it's been like on a day when that person really needed, needed. needed a call. Yeah. You know, and I, it's not like I don't need to call and put it on Facebook. Right. So and so might be, you know, you yeah, know. Pray for, yeah. pray for Dave, my friend Dave. I can't tell you anything, yeah. but pray for yeah. Dave. It's just, it, you know, you just. No, that is gossip. Don't do that, people. Yeah. Don't put don't, it on don't Facebook. Don't do that. If you don't know, and if, yeah, and if the person doesn't want information out don't tell anybody if keep your promises if someone tells you something in confidence keep it in confidence i i had a uh uh i kept a secret for two years (laughs) two (laughs) i'm gonna pat her on the back right now (laughs) my husband has this friend and uh she got married and nobody knew and she didn't want anybody to know, and she told me in confidence and right. didn't want me to tell my husband because she didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. And it's a lot, there's, yeah, other, yeah, there's yeah. other stuff there, but yeah, yeah. I didn't tell him for two years, and she would call 
And I'm thinking, please tell him so that I, I don't have to like. So she asked you not to tell your yes. husband. Yes. He was also her friend. Yes. Oh my and I did not. I kept that promise. And I told her, I kept that promise. <laughs> John's like, you knew that for how long? So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I will tell you that when my young friend was arrested, I sent her a card in jail. And I sent her a card and I said, I just need you to know that that I believe that it was God that put you on my heart, um, which is such a Christian phrase, put you on my heart, yeah. but uh, made me think of you. Um, and for 10 days, I had your name on my seat and I prayed for you every single day. I just want you to know that you are not alone, yeah. that, that God has gone there before you. Um, and I got a letter from her back. It was probably a month later after she kind of had gotten to a place where she was a little bit more settled and a little, you know, thinking a little bit more clearly. But she wrote me this beautiful letter saying that she had never felt so alone and so disappointed in herself and so wow. frightened um, as, of course, when she was arrested. Yeah. But getting my card made her know that this was going to be okay. You know, and years later, I mean, she is great. There, yeah. She is doing great. It's, um, it's funny how, you know, when, when somebody behaves poorly, that's just like a, a, a kindling for, for gossip. Right. You know, right. someone does something, someone makes a mistake, somebody does something that they shouldn't have done that's, you know... And it's just this automatic fuel for wanting to talk crap right. on, on that person instead of trying to be compassionate and maybe understand what's going on with that yeah, person right. and why they're behaving poorly instead of just being so quick to judge and make a little talk a little bit. <laughs> Well, and when your kids make a mistake, when your kids go off the rails, mm -hmm. who gets beat up? The parents. <laughs> the parents. You know, like we have, our kids are just little humans with free wills of their own. Right. And especially the strong-willed ones, right. you know, they, and, and, and how are they going to learn uh, about themselves or about this world unless they make mistakes and maybe their mistakes are different than yours were or bigger than yours mm -hmm. were but it doesn't necessarily need to reflect on the parents no and it, and it doesn't mean that they're bad kids right or bad humans no or, you know it means that they're growing and learning humans and there are a lot of people who well, let's be real. We all are going to make mistakes until the day we die right. in, in some form, you know. And so, um, yeah, stop stop talking about people. Stop talking about people. I remember, I, you know, talking about intuitive. I had a dream. A friend of mine had had a very difficult time getting pregnant, and she um, finally was able to have in vitro, and she was pregnant with twins. And she was, of course, thrilled, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had a dream... I mean, it kind of chokes me up even to think about it, but I had a dream that we were walking in the mall together, and all of a sudden she said, uh-oh, I think I need to lay an egg. And she stopped, <laughs> and she squatted down, and she laid two eggs. <laughs> she just laid these eggs, and I remember thinking, oh, this 
is not good. And I remember just praying for her and thinking, she's going to lose these babies. And it was just a thought. You know, I just thought, she's going to lose these babies. And I... Uh, what what am I going to do? Go to her and say, you know what? God told me in a dream that you're going to lose your babies. Right. Well, of course not, because this is this is an incredible moment for her, and um, within about ten days, she lost those babies, and that was very. I just knew that my only job. I I don't think I've ever to this day told her about the dream. And by the way, she ended up having twins later extremely successfully. But I don't think to this day I've ever told her about that dream. Um because it wasn't that wasn't like a revel that wasn't like God coming to me and saying, "I need to tell you this about this person." I think that it was to it's, be empathetic. I, 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 I'm, yes. You if we are energy, I my energy connects and feels your energy. And if you're connected to people, you feel people's energy. And I believe that's a God-given thing and a God-given gift. It doesn't mean that God's telling you or even necessarily giving you specific messages. It's just your human energy interacting with mine and whoever else's. I mean, I, I was just having that conversation with John the other day. I, I feel people's energy. I can tell. Yeah. I can usually, yes. I feel like yes. I can tell in a text message sometimes that a person doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel quite right or something, you know? And I meant to send you one time a, a heart and, and I sent you a broken heart and instead, because they're right next to yeah. each other. And you said, what's wrong? What? what's the matter? And I said, nothing. I, I'm fine. And you said, well, you sent me a broken heart. So I just wanted to know what was wrong. <laughs> and so absolutely. You, and you were open to exploring yeah. what was wrong and you weren't afraid to just go, uh, there's Liz with her broken heart again. <laughs> <laughs> you were sympathetic about it. Right. And I do believe that, um, if we are, like you said, if we're connected to people that that these dreams that we have, these mm -hmm. thoughts that we have, mm -hmm. they're not meant to give us fuel for, fuel for gossip, mm -hmm. but rather fuel for kindness. Yeah, yeah. Fuel for kindness. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, this has been a really, this has been a good subject. We could probably go on and on about this subject and intuition and a lot. There's a lot here. I, I think, I think yeah, talking about intuition might be something that we should talk about mm -hmm. later. I, I just want to say that when you gossip about another person, there is a very real possibility that you will change the direction of their life and the trajectory of their family mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. So please, please stop it. Yeah, don't do that. Just and, don't. And remember, too, that if you are criticizing or, or accusing or attacking somebody of something, it might be that you are in need of those or are are guilty maybe of those things or in need of those kinds of healings your own self right and so to be able to look inward instead of outward and projecting on others let's look inward first right so anyway good topic <sighs> yeah it is a really good topic so we should do part two of this so in the meantime have a good Christmas yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to to just hanging out so, all right, Liz, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas.